Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. Michael Hamlet enjoying a well-earned long weekend. Uh, let's look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review NXT and AEW Dynamite, but also Raw, SmackDown, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture. As I said, joined by Sidgwick's look ahead to NXT tonight. Uh, some good matches to look forward to tonight by the looks of things. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a trios match that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, I've seen increased evidence after 2020 did little for me in terms of the act of them basically just allowing Legado del Fantasma to simply do that which they excel. So mm. I really think they'll... Uh, I mean, that match is certain to steal the show. It'll have cruiserweight title ramifications one way or the other. So hopefully it'll have as much stakes as it is an excitement. Um, there's other things to look forward to elsewhere on the show. Um, people know at this point my inclinations as a wrestling fan, but even viewed as just an NXT show that I don't hold a great deal of interest in. The only thing I'm worried about in terms of my problems with the brand and the way they tell stories at large, is with the, the re-emergence of Adam Cole, which sucks because I love Adam Cole. Interesting as well with the ratings. Uh, what was it? 840,000 they did and did well in the demos. It, it clearly, for, for all parties, I mean, disregarding all the hockey stuff that's coming out today, dividing the two shows up, i.e. NXT and AEW Dynamite, is really... I mean, unless you're Vince McMahon and you want to hobble the opposition, it's been beneficial for, for both shows, hasn't it? Oh, Christ, absolutely. Um, it's just nice to be able to get up at a reasonable time <laughs> on both days for a start. Uh, it feels like the dreaded discourse isn't, it'll never go away, obviously. Um, it's not quite as fierce and as nasty and as just, ugh. Um, I'm able to watch NXT and judge it on its own merits. Mm. And as a result, I've been referring to some of the developments on it as NXT Redemption. People mm. might interpret that as a criticism. And, you know, I'd rather it was NXT of like 2014 and 2015 rather than NXT Redemption. But it's just easier to accept because it doesn't get um, constantly compared 
they're not watching it in the aftermath, underwhelmed when AEW Dynamite is just in such sensational form as it's been. So yeah, I, I think a lot people more are more inclined to watch NXT in itself to receive NXT as its own thing without the dreaded comparisons and the the faith, good or otherwise, that informs them. Look, it's a the best. They are perfectly positioned to rebuild their mm. fractured relationship with the fans that they seek to attract, and that's the problem. It was always the brand for the people who were disenchanted with the main roster in terms of the recruitment way back in the day um, in terms of how nice it was and how euphoric the babyface triumphs were and how well-earned they were in like stark contrast to the impressive heat, the like the imposition of fans, uh, wrestlers that fans like vocally rejected. Like it's going to take a lot of healing. I'm not convinced it's going to ever reach those heights again because AEW was presented an actual alternative, which Mm -hmm. NXT never truly was in hindsight. But look, it's got a chance to rebuild its reputation as the good WWE brand. Let's see if they can actually uh, further that. Uh, Last week, we saw the return of Kyle O'Reilly, or the the debut, I should say, of cool Kyle O'Reilly. This week, we've got a sit-down interview with Adam Cole. The two of them obviously... uh, kicking the crap out of each other and uh, dividing opinion, let's say, at TakeOver. What's next for Adam Cole? Because I did like the fact that they didn't seem to labour on the the, the Kyle O'Reilly still being conflicted about his former friend. But it strikes me that Adam Cole is is not willing to let this go and and neither are NXT, considering the the last shot we saw of the two of them together was a couple of weeks ago yelling, this is an over whilst they're both being stretched into a hospital. I had issues with the execution, not remotely the vision behind the cool Kyle character. As he's come out and said, Christ, I'm, I'm not allowed to wear a pair of sunglasses. Like, I think that's absolutely fair enough. Um, it was still, nonetheless, a scripted WWE version of a character Kyle O'Reilly wants to play. Mm-hmm. I think they can refine that. He needs to discover the confidence to project himself as a top guy. Such a persona is kind of undermined when he doesn't feel that confident. The whole idea is, is he's meant to be projecting himself as this easygoing, irreverent guy with his own sort of idiosyncratic sense of humor. You can only play that character if you are genuinely comfortable in your own skin. Um, obviously, he is in real life, but I've got faith that Kyle O'Reilly will make the transition to TV. Um, we've already seen kernels of the boy pop up within him playing a heel. He just needs to... It takes time to develop a character. Um, I was listening to Talkers Jericho with Steve Austin the other week. And he was saying, like, I never knew who Stunning Steve Austin was. I just thought it was a wrestling thing to do, to call yourself beautiful and have hair. And he's like, I didn't really have that much hair at the time. I didn't even know who the character (laughs) was. So if it took Austin years to fully realize himself, then there's no hope lost um, yet for Kyle O'Reilly. And my hope, if I'm wearing the optimistic part of my, if I'm using the optimistic part of my brain rather, is that the establishment of this cool Kyle O'Reilly character will correct what I thought was a profound problem with the first phase of this O'Reilly cool angle, at least insofar as it goes, and NXT was seen it elsewhere before, in that there were two intense guys who might have fallen out and just couldn't stop bloody trying to kill each other. <laughs> the fact that there's now cool Kyle O'Reilly there's now an actual contrast 
with Adam Cole. There's an actual dynamic here. There are, it's a more, I was going to say it's not a believable source of conflict because best friends fall out is believable enough and yet they contrive to just smother it in melodrama. But in terms of an actual dynamic that's easy to buy into, Adam Cole, furious, showing disgust at Kyle O'Reilly, just essentially no selling that win and what it meant to him by being this like kooky guy on WWE TV. If that feeds into Adam Cole being an actual heel, who's got an actual baby face to play off, who we can blindside and attack and low blow and sneak up on and be a complete dick to. Yes, I think cool Kyle might enrich heel Adam Cole and we might actually get a decent dynamic and ultimately, look, it's just NXT. They will do a 50-minute match when they've done a 40-minute. They'll do a 30-minute when they've done a 20-minute. So I'm not looking forward to the next match, but hopefully, Jesus Christ, I might look forward to the next bit of TV. But in answer to your question, in a more succinct way, he's obviously still going to go after Kyle O'Reilly. I think the idea is that Kyle O'Reilly is going to be like the new babyface, like talisman of that brand. He's eventually going to dethrone um, Karrion Cross, but ultimately Karrion Cross will not work Kyle O'Reilly at the next takeover. Um, it's too soon to do that kind of switch. So to occupy Kyle O'Reilly, it feels like a continuation of this feud is imminent. Oh God, I've got a sneaking suspicion that the telly should be a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, the concern is always that when they go, what, 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 what's cool? What's cool? I always think of wacky Dean Ambrose. That's always the concern that you always go lean towards, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm giving NXT too much credit. As, as Hamlet said, I, I do like the idea of Kyle O'Reilly not being cool. Obviously, I mean, he is to us, but in terms of he's not over it either. He's just trying to project what he thinks the cool version of himself would look like, and maybe even you know Adam Cole demands one more match out of Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly sort of tries to shrug it off and be like, "Yeah, no, no, I'm not bothered." We've done dealt with it now. I know it was no, it wasn't sanctioned, but blah blah blah. Eventually, maybe even lulling or baiting Cole into what I, I keep booking this, and it never happens. But a loser leaves NXT match because it has to happen. Because you know, as much as I am terrified for what they do with Adam Cole on the main roster, and hey, AW's right there if it all goes wrong, mate. Um, yeah, in five years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. I just think, yeah, that's it has to happen because, like we say with Gargano, with Champa, unless you're reinventing yourself and really, I don't know what you do, what there's left to do with with Adam Cole, even more so, I'd say, than with Champa or Gargano, for example. Yeah, you have to bait him into a loser leaves NXT match. That's the big blow off thing. And uh, you know, how do you follow a bloody unsanctioned match? I don't know. Maybe a convoluted two out of three falls match, like he did with Gargano, where they eat pitch a stipulation and then. Uh, I don't know, Regal does something else. But yeah, I, I think tonight, for the first and foremost, is going to be about him expressing his frustrations about like, uh, it wasn't really, you know, you could use the the, the same things we've already seen in AEW. Uh, you know, Britt Baker sit there, sat there going, congratulations on your win, but it uh, didn't count, did it? Didn't, didn't, didn't count, it was unsanctioned, so. That's the best idea because Kyle O'Reilly did, did essentially say, I'm going to challenge for a title. Which one? I'm not sure yet. Adam Cole can accurately point out. Well, what makes you think you've got the right to go for a title? Exactly. Why can't I do it? You didn't beat me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That 
provides some inbuilt storyline excuse to continue the feud. It's just dramatically backwards. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones like, you needed weapons to beat me. It's like, well, yeah, you introduced them, mate, but still. Speaking of titles, uh, NXT North American champion Johnny Gargano, uh been a bit of a boy popper recently and Bronson Reed is desperate to get his hands back on him um really weird what they did with this at the, the two night stand and deliver takeover where Bronson Reed wins that gauntlet and then just fails fails against Johnny Gargano but he wants another shot and I have to say I'm a I mean you know usual caveats here speaking out etc cetera, etc cetera. I don't want to no that sounds bad I don't want to diminish it to that to that level but you know Austin Hill is named in the speaking out allegations and you, I don't want to just disregard all that in ring. I think he's been, he's been great recently and Bronson Reed versus Austin theory is only going to go one way, but no doubt will be entertaining as well. It's one of those where again, yeah, I echo those sentiments and it's one of those things where unless you have this keenly felt diatribe every single time, which to our loyal listeners would get exhausting you run the risk of appearing insensitive to what's gone on by saying that yeah is it better to just ignore it no it's obviously tricky ground i think our loyal listeners realize like that we've been really trying to maintain speaking out in the conversation more so than most podcasters to be perfectly honest i know several of them are doing well in that regard but i see certain media outlets never just recalling those events Hmm. just pretending that they didn't happen regardless after all that again it's such a minefield man i'm now going to put over austin theory's physical comedy because for wwe standards he's quite good at bumping in a silly way (laughs) Uh, his match with bronson reed to lean on such comedy it should be entertaining again if you're emotionally invested in that sort of thing. But the idea for me is that I've seen this particular match a million times. I've seen Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano work one of the worst takeover matches in terms of execution. I've had problems with takeover matches in terms of their vision, right? Over the past like two years, mm. in terms of how excessive they are, how the tropes have just mutated into cliches. Um, how even something that if it was just packaged and I was allowed to watch it in 2016, right? Any take of a match from 2019, obviously that'd be a little bit mind by the fact that there's no crowds, but regardless, if I was to take a 2019 take of a match and watch it in 2016, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. But you see so much of this, right? That it just, you could become desensitized to it. The stark issue with Reed versus Gargano and the fact that they're building to it again is that it wasn't even a particularly well-executed version of yeah. uh, the match type that is, even when performed well, is just descending into total parody. So I'm not interested in the ultimate destination. I've seen Reed versus Theory a million times. I've been given next to no reason to believe in Bronson Reed, even to an extent that if he ultimately beats Gargano at the end of this, I'm still going to have had in my mind the memories of them just 50-50-ing him vanishing him, reintroducing him, expecting me to like care about him again. It's all just a mess of booking this. It's a total mess. It's backwards. It's repetitive. It's apathetic. I, and for all those reasons, I don't give a toss about it. But yeah, Austin Theory might do a funny bump. That's the extent of my analysis on this one. And we might get some more fun with, with Indy Artwell and Dexter Lumens, which I have to say, I'm, I'm 
fascinated by against all my better judgment. Do you know what WWE have tried to trademark recently? Oh no, don't do this to me. Go on. You know what's good this? Because on a pure NXT redemption level, a little bit of reverent banter goes an enormous way. They've trademarked index in dash dex. Yes. So that's their like Brangelina, if you like, but for Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. And look, we said it at the time, and I'm goddamn unbiased and consistent. Personal mileage may vary on wedding angles, but they tend to draw. So if it goes all the way, like this is genuinely a bit of nouse on the part of NXT. And it's uh, the, if they do go all the way with it, and why not? It's pro wrestling. Just situationally, the idea of Dexter Loomis getting married yeah, in itself, like a good punchline. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I am interested with the caveat being, that's a really good NXT redemption storyline, this. <laughs> Indy Hartwell's performances have been really strong. Yeah, like, I've legit laughed at her. Um, she's one of the more memorable and entertaining parts of this TV show. And honestly, I think she deserves all the credit for what little buzz this has been uh, generating so far. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what culture let's look ahead to some of the other matches tonight then you mentioned that uh, trios match very inventive of nxt to just start doing trios matches i don't really know anywhere else that's uh why piss me off of it's a raw day you know <laughs> yeah, we've about- yeah we've been through a lot together today you and i in the trenches so let's let's just instead say 
Yeah, this is going to be an absolute show stealer, as you mentioned earlier on. Kashida and MSK uh, versus Legado del Fantasma. Uh, yeah, don't don't blink for this, I suppose. I firmly expect this to be one of the best WWE TV matches of the year. So get hyped. I think everyone has been like caught off guard slash captivated by just how much MSK have been permitted to just flat out go. Yeah. Like they're incredible. They've been amazing on NXT. They've been one of the few high spots of this year for me personally. Um, Kushida seems to be developing his confidence a bit more. Um, this gradual strip tease into MMA Kushida. Long may it continue. Oh, yeah. And, you know what I mean? He doesn't wear shoes anymore. He's going to be taking, he's going to be bollock naked by tonight, looking at the <laughs> rate he's been uh, going through. But to be less facetious, the fact that he's doing more MMA and he's got a small record in that regard and his style's obviously influenced by um, shoot style. But ultimately, it's another layer to a match that's got a decent um, breadth of styles in it. You've got Kushida's submission-based work and how he can just fly out of the air and trap people in submissions. You've got MSK's advanced version of the American indie hybrid style, if you like. You've got the lucha flourishes of Legado del Fantasma. Like, If this is allowed to express itself, this match, it should be legit, like incredible adjacent. It just depends on the pace and the rhythm that's imposed upon them because you do get that on NXT as well. But allowed to reach its full potential, this has got TV, WWE TV match of the year and contender written all over its beautiful face. Uh, Kushida and MSK getting the victory, you reckon? Ooh, it's odd because you've got three champions mm-hmm. against a team that is led by virtually the only credible cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? It's It feels like a WWE thing wherein Kushida might eat the pin. I was yeah, the, other, the other thing I was going to suggest, if you didn't go for that, was uh, the interference of the greatest tag team in NXT soon to be recognised as the NXT tag team champions. I don't know. I don't know whether you'd have them on commentary. That seemed very convoluted or whether just a classic NXT run in to, uh, to distract slash cost MSK and allow some sort of triple team like other Fantasma on Kushida to get, as you say, get Santos Escobar pinning him and saying, well, hang on, you know, you, you got the drop on me because I didn't know to prepare for you. Well, now, you know, I want my rematch sort of thing. Yeah, indeed. You know, I must be given NXT a bit of a pass in my head because I never even considered that they would do such a finish. Mm. Probably because I'm really looking forward to this match and I'd never want to see it tainted with some kind of bollocks finish like that. Regrettably, that might prove to be the difference between the NXT and the AW Trios matches because now that you come to mention it, yeah, cut off any kind of narrative avenue for Kushida and Santos Escobar if Legado del Fantasma just eat the win. Wins and losses don't matter that much, so you could pin either man, those are a wild. Oh, this all kind of sucks now that you mention it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll tell you what will cheer you up instead. A match that I think is going to bang as well. Mercedes Martinez versus Dakota Kai. Mercedes Martinez effectively seeing Dakota Kai as a stepping stone to the uh, NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez. And these two are going to go for hell for leather. I just know it. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, I don't think it ruined or tainted because I still think they'll have a great match, but 
Dakota Kai is just such an awesome baby face that would be a lot better where the rules reversed. But ultimately, the physical dynamics of each of these, like physical characteristics of these two performers will create the only possible dynamic that it can, which is going to involve a lot of explosive Dakota Kai fighting from underneath and selling at which she excels. So I think what they'll kind of do, and there's not a lot of deep character work in a lot of NXT matches in the first place. It's all a bit blurry. So I think what they'll do is they'll just look at the match. They'll look at the graphic. They'll look at the two people involved and think, right, you're playing a heel, really? And you might do some sneaky stuff to try and cut down the tree. But ultimately, I have a few minutes here and there where you are just fine from underneath because look at you. You have to. What I'm arriving at is that we are going to watch a pretty damn good match that doubles as an unfortunate glimpse into like an even better one. Um, but it feels quite routine. But in the nice way, the nice predictable, you don't burn through the match, you go through the underling or the faction member or how these things work. And then you arrive at a match brimming with big horse fight potential. And then there's opportunity in scope here as well to further slowly create that rift between um, yeah. Kai and um, Gonzalez as well. So there's lots of, if I'm a booker, like I'm really enjoying um, structuring this match because there's lots mm. to accomplish with it um, directly and indirectly. But if I'm a booker, I probably would never have turned to Kota Kai. Heel. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's mad to think that Mercedes Martinez ducked out of one of the worst stables in WWE recent memory in retribution. I'm not even going to do the thing in retribution. And uh, subsequently, probably going to get ourselves two title matches in the time being that that Miriam's just pretended to have fleas on her or whatever it was that she did. Like she was involved in that trip there. And also, it doesn't feel like, oh, back in the title picture with Mercedes Martinez, because it was such a different dynamic with that triple threat with Tony Storm and Io Shirai and now having her come for, for Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, like you say, it, it's sort of across the board, I suppose, here. It's sort of like, hey, uh, look at what's going on in NXT, and I can't wait till the NXT takeover after the next one. Because like you say, you've got Kyle O'Reilly and, uh, and, and Karrion Cross. You've got... This brilliant feud with with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez just slowly playing out in front of us, and in the in the time being, it's like all the new champions just have to have their mandatory title defense almost. Yeah, it's we touched on it on the review last week, but the problem with strapping up Cross and um, Gonzalez at the same time is that if you have champions that are that imposing, they can't not go on like monster lengthy reigns so it feels like they've shortened already quite narrow narrative paths in terms of who they've strapped but you know that's an xt for you any chance before we get into the final point here any chance we get to see more of the dragon lady tonight because i miss her someone on nxt has said that's what you get for feuding with their uh, cat and Zaro. You get, a mystery, <laughs> you get a mystery disappearance off TV for um, being on that person's chain of interactions. Um, look, I don't know why they haven't been there. I think one of the reasons why they haven't been emphasised is because they're still... They were building towards um, the takeover. 
then it dealt with the fallout from that. There's always the Rona hanging over everything. And sometimes like you're probably just better off Occam's razoring the whole scenario when a WWE performer who has been heavily featured on TV disappears for a week or two or three and then comes back. Like it, it's, it's hard not to escape it. But yeah, I mean, it's part of the fun, isn't it? Of NXT Redemption now. <laughs> Jan Shah. Part of the fun almost of the world now. And and yeah, you know, yes, without without question, you know, people should be criticised for, for, for not, you know, following the rules and everyone should still follow the rules, wear a mask, you know, observe social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but every time we piss about, it gets further and further away. But certainly, like, even just not even talking about NXT, it's such a weird dynamic to, like, we were talking about the other day, you you, you go out and you, know, you and I have both been out for, for drinks outside with your friends. And to be fair, by the UK government's advice, that's okay. But then I look and I see large, large gatherings of people, particularly like the, the League Cup final last weekend. And certainly like UFC of just like that, the UFC thing, you know, I'm desperate for it all to be over and there to be, you know, thousands and thousands of people all packed in and baying for blood at, uh, at UFC events and at, you know, WWE, AEW wrestling events across the globe. But it's such a weird, do you find that it's a weird dynamic of like, you watch that and you go, oh, I guess, I guess it's all over with now. And then, like you say, there's just like certain stars. I'm not going to mention names because we don't know the, the exact results, but certain people are just missing from main roster WWE or NXT or AW Dynamite. And it's like, well, I, I guess it's it's not over. It's such a weird place to be at right now. It's like they're willing it to be over, but they're also shooting themselves in the foot by doing something like that. Indeed. Just have a drink outside here in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wrestle outside, you know, just pick, get a piss up on a beach or the barbecue. I know it rains, but just it's hot rain, so don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, if we can do it here in Britain, you can definitely do it over there in Florida. That's the, that's the big takeaway here. Uh, right, let's conclude as I uh, often try to do, uh, by talking about Ground, baby, to the moon. Um, he was. Yeah, again, a shining light on uh, NXT last week, uh, unfortunately losing to uh, to Kyle O'Reilly in the main event. But also we saw that whole thing with uh, his ongoing feud with $1 million man Ted DiBiase. Do you think this is going to actually go somewhere? Do you think they, they, they may well? Because I, I realise initially you go, well, new, you know, new money gimmick. Obviously, you're going to reference the name of the you know biggest money gimmick of all time, arguably. But it feels like, They've gone to the well, not one too many times, but in terms of like one too many times for it to just be a throwaway thing. Could you see this developing into something more? Indeed. They haven't mentioned his name remotely by accident. Mm. They've, as you've said, they've built it several times, either as an offhand, like joke. They've now introduced him into canon as someone who's actually done something to annoy Cameron Grimes, like an actual conflict has been created there. Ted DiBiase, even in like this new world where, sorry, you've got significant recurring head injuries. No, we can't clear you. What's that? There's a new competition, right? Everyone's cleared. Everyone's cleared. <laughs> DiBiase does not fall under that. Um, however, there are plans clearly to do something with Ted DiBiase. And honestly, I would love a partnership. It's so much more interesting than like 
Teddy Biossi just being a baby face. God, can you imagine an actual baby face millionaire on a TV show? I hope it happens just so I'm flicking <laughs> on his show as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so much more interesting than Teddy Biossi just outriching Cameron Grimes all the time. Because the idea is, yeah, the money isn't really that much of a babyface attribute. So how much are people going to like it? I know people have gotten a long-standing, like fans of a certain age. You know, there might be 20-year-olds who who Ted DiBiase, but fans of my age, and I'm not being funny, but median age fans of NXT, you will know who Ted DiBiase was. You were born before him. So, of course, you're going to have lived his entire life alongside him. Um, It's more interesting than him just finding a baby face and going, I don't like that guy. Yeah. Like they might develop this incredible chemistry and Ted DiBiase might manage Cameron Grimes. They might, he might bestow upon him the million dollar title. Like it didn't do anything for Ted DiBiase Jr. But the idea was Ben Roy turned and explode there for a split second. Yeah, I know. But like Ted DiBiase Jr. was a charisma vacuum. Let's face it. Um, Cameron Grimes is not. There might be more charisma than he can handle. Um, I would, if I was booking it, go for an unexpected, I know we've got a thing in common and we get along. We have an affinity towards one another. Like They could really play with that. And Ted DiBiase, hopefully a fully vaccinated Ted DiBiase, in in that goddamn Capital Wrestling Centre, can work a little bit of magic with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, they do so many odd couple... Ooh, how are they going to get? Can they coexist? How are they going to get along? Tag teams. And it would be nice to have Teddy Biossi come in and be at loggerheads with Cameron Grimes, and then suddenly have that moment, like you say, of just wait a second. Do we just become best friends? You know, the, the yeah. moment of just like, and then you know, you, you can still have the funny sketches where they're like sort of negging each other by like I don't know, trying to outdo each other when they go for dinner and tipping on who gets the bill and what you know, just yeah. stuff like that. Like I think I think this is. They've stumbled into something, or specifically, Cameron Grimes has stumbled into something, and WWE's gone, oh, do people like that sort of thing? That they should absolutely jump on the back of it. And, and fingers crossed, that's what we get to see tonight. I've just realised very quickly there, you talked about average age of audiences. I've just realised that jump scare on Raw is probably half their audience for next week. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of it. They already want themselves dead at the first sight of Alexa Bliss anyway, so it's fine. This <laughs> thick freaks. Let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT tonight at What Culture WWE. Watch it there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, our raw review is available right now, and our uh, review of NXT and preview of AEW Dynamite will be there tomorrow of course but for now this has been the nxt preview my thanks to michael sidgwick thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 